0: It's Thursday, October 1st, 2015, and you're listening to episode 380 of You're the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 56 Minutes.
1: Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My name's Chad. This is Brodor. I noticed on the last bonus episode, you guys are all telling stories about fighting and, you know, how you've won fights. None of you told a story about being beaten. I, oh, I, I, I that. said
2: that I, I've kicked ass and had and, my ass yeah. kicked plenty.
1: Yes, but it's like by the police. Winning. That, that is true. My worst ass kicking. You have told that one on a bonus episode. I got. I oh. did.
0: I told a story about uh, the dude knocking the window out of me. And then somebody else had to go kick his ass for me because I wasn't I was a tiny little kid.
3: Did I tell the story about how I took a right cross no. right on my cheek when I was wearing braces? Okay,
0: we're, oh, we're not wow. doing another <laughs> We're not doing another very special for the boot. So let's it's get as bad as it sounds. Let, let's get to a gaming topic here. So it's a fairly common practice, at least it seems to be a fad lately, that game masters want to see a picture of your character. Now, where I first got introduced to this is Chad and I We joined up with a gaming group back in the mid nineties where like everyone in the group but him and I Mm -hmm. were artists. And Mm -hmm. so they would all draw their character and when they made characters.
3: To them, that's the normal thing. That's what you do. Yeah. You know, you you get some dice, you get some paper, you get your books, you make a character, Mm
0: -hmm. you draw your character. You do skills, attributes, equipment and picture. And so And it wouldn't bother me if I had artistic ability and could do that. All right. So fast forward now. To the modern day Thank and two for the internet. Well, yeah. Now where I see it come most is people say, hey, go Google a picture of what you think your character would look like and add that to the character sheet. So there's some kind of visual reference. Wayne, you I say, hate that. I really hate it. And I'm not per se I don't have a strong feeling either way. I don't mm. require it of my players. But it doesn't bother me if people ask for it. Well, I don't require it of my players,
3: because I know there will be players that will (laughs) flat out refuse to do it. But I'm curious,
1: why does it bother you? I don't refuse to do it. If a GM asks for it, I will do it out of respect for the GM. I'll go find it. You respect me. When you're a GM. Oh, okay. (laughs) I respect... You you don't don't respect the office. Yeah. (laughs) I can respect the office without respecting the person holding it. Right. But the thing is, when I think about my character and I create my character, I have it envisioned in my mind. There is not a picture on the internet that is ever going to be what's in my mind. There are actors. I don't want to cast an actor in the role of, you know, my character in my mind. If I had artistic ability and I could draw it myself, it would be a different story. But then because he got then out it was be suicide
3: girls, and he found his hottie. So, oh
2: my god, you're going to sidetrack me. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. that's my
1: that's like my favorite thing in the whole world. But the, <laughs> the pornography. <laughs> the picture I used, Chad, was not from Suicide Girls. It's actually the Monster Heart Succubus. Uh huh. The girl that uh, they use for that picture, she has a deviant art. So I've come to the conclusion. What I've done at this point, for any other GM that asks this for my entire gaming history, I will never find what I'm looking for on the internet, so I'm not going to try. I have two DeviantArt pages bookmarked. One female, one male. (laughs) Every GM in the future that requests, send me a picture of what you think your character looks like. It's going to be if it's a female from the female one, if it's a male from the male one.
2: So, but as, as a guy who writes, who enjoys writing, why is it not acceptable for you to have a physical dossier written up for your character?
1: This is my character's appearance. Why is that not okay? That would be okay if, if I wrote it and described it. I just don't want to go searching the internet for something that's not there because it's in my head. See, I think either or for me as a game master, if I was a game master that enforced
2: I want some sort of image representation for you, I think that's perfectly acceptable. The the picture or the prose. It doesn't bother me one way. The
0: the reason I'm okay with it, I'm not very visually minded. In fact, I'm actually pretty crappy at trying to visualize things, which is why I like associating with so many artists that can help me with things like that. I recognize it's a Mm -hmm. blind spot in my thinking, but I've played with a lot of people who were very visually minded. And so when they wanted that picture, I always understood why they wanted it, even though for me, it's pretty fire and
1: forget, you know, I'll grab it and then that's Mm -hmm. the last that I'll ever see. I dwell on it because it's one more thing for me to obsess about (laughs) where I can see the picture that I give out and I think the hair is not quite right. The eyes aren't quite right. This is everything that is not but right see, about Wayne, it. All right. You've completely lost
0: sight of the absurd fantasy aspect of gaming, which is, of course, our campaigns are so good that at some point they're going to be made into a movie and you're going to have to cast somebody to play your character. Duh. Who's it going to be? You know, it can't be perfect. See, there's no one out
2: there that looks like my scrotum dipped in ink with googly eyes glued on it.
0: So I don't think it's going to happen. We can make that happen. I'm thinking Cookie Monster. There's got to be a Muppet that looks like this. I mean...
2: If I ever become famous, that's how I'm gonna sign everything, is I'm gonna stamp my balls <laughs> in an inkwell and then
1: just write <laughs> on the paper. So I've never understood why GMs asked for this. What it does it? Broder's do it, ball stamp. <laughs> oh no, I get no, why. GM's I asked have for that. Never asked for that, but I am going to start. <laughs> I don't get why GMs ask for the whole picture thing. Is it because you're trying to make the people think about what their characters look like? Is it because you want a visual reference? I think it's both. I mean, the people that I've dealt with who have
0: asked for it, one is it's a visual reference that's available to both the GM and the other players that does not require you going into a five-minute spiel about what your character looks like. Good God can those descriptions meander on. And
3: they're usually about equipment.
0: Yeah, they are. And they're freaking endless, and it's crazy how many characters never change clothes. (laughs) The other reason is, yeah, I mean, once again, a lot of people are visually minded. You know, just like I want a certain degree of purple prose to draw me into the setting, there are some people out there where they need that picture. That picture really takes them there, and I get it. I mean, I think everybody gets it on some level because we all get drawn in by art. This Battletech Kickstarter thing just dropped today, and I was out looking at a concept art where somebody drew uh, the throne of the Star League, which I don't think anyone's ever drawn before. It was a really cool picture. They have a lot of swords. No, it really actually did not. It was, <laughs> was a really cool picture. It was this great merging of far future and feudal all at once. I mean, it was really well done. But it got me thinking, man. What would it be like to be in a lot there? Of laser too.
1: swords, laser swords.
0: No, yes. there were no laser swords. God, fact, that there, would hurt.
1: Were there collapsible cups?
0: Oh, good God, no, 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 no.
3: no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Comstar we're talking about. I am lost. <laughs> There's, all right, it, it's an in joke. Yeah, I'll or, explain or, it very quickly. Not even a
0: not even a podcast in joke. It's yeah, one like of game. the old BattleTech source books. It had like availability and technology level of different items, and for some <laughs> reason there was, not, there was
3: lost. Technology. It did
0: not list a collapsible cup. Yes, it, it did, no. and it looked it listed it as like it was part of a pack, right? Yes. Okay, so
3: so Baltech, but it's like a camping kit. Okay, yeah. well that's yeah. not so bad then. I thought no, it was, like no, it was, no, why it was why is a individual line kit.
1: item. No, <laughs> no, it, no, it was, it was like, and it was rare technology.
3: So, Battletech has lost technology. You know, they have super lasers, and then there's all this war, and they can't make super lasers anymore. They can only make shitty lasers. So, they have, like, individual equipment, too. So, you have a knife is pretty low-tech, and they have a rating for it. we will number by it. They have laser swords! Oh, my God! And that is very high-tech. It's lost tech. It, it's kind of... Well, one of the things they list as high-tech, not super crazy, but high-tech, it is kind of rare. You would have to make a roll for it or do something to acquire it, is the survival pack, right? Well, they actually list what's in the survival pack. Line item list. It's like fire starter. We're talking flint and steel, a mylar blanket, flares, a compass, a map. And all of this stuff matches. All this stuff is ridiculous because none of this is high tech. And so the epitome of this was a collapsible cup. <laughs> the collapsible cup in our
0: games is the pinnacle of, of lost technology. Not, yeah. We cannot there's like, create this anymore. There's like, like where you're at is like max infusion reactors yeah. and there's stuff you can still kind of make but don't understand like faster-than-light travel mm-hmm. and then above that's the stuff you read about in history books like limb regeneration and somewhere beyond that yeah. is a collapsible cup. It's part With of a All collapsible
3: kit. cups factories have been destroyed.
0: in a, in a all collapsible cup
1: scientists <laughs> <killed>. dead.
0: Yep. <laughs> All the books. Everyone are, researching new yeah. ways to collapse comps. You know, it's yeah. so
1: rare that I don't understand what it looks like. Chad, you as a GM need to go on the internet yeah. and find me a picture. I don't of know a if I can.
0: <laughs> It's going to be like one of those like tesseract pictures <laughs> where it's just kind of this sort of theoretical model of what it right. might look like, but we really can't actually arcane describe Arcane runes it. all over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's uh, Amazing. Yeah. Each ring of the classical <laughs> yes. cup is some sort of arcane rune, but in a different ancient esoteric language. You go to like some like planet. French.
1: You
3: go, <laughs> yeah.
2: you go to some planet
3: on the edge of nowhere, and this barely surviving tribe. That's been cut off from civilization has a collapsible cup, but they worship it as their god. It's
2: like the gods must be crazy, but of a Coke bottle. They don't. That's that's why the clans were
1: so powerful.
0: Yeah, they all
1: had collapsible cups.
2: That wasn't dip in their back pocket. It was a collapsible (laughs) cup.
0: Yeah, they had no idea. That's terrible. There's like a whole novel where the finally, like the (laughs) pinnacle of it, one of them realizes that that. Dip thing will actually extend up into a cup.
3: Yeah. And it, it, it's a big plot thing. It
2: saves his life because he's in a desert and he finds this little so, pool of
3: water. So
0: which booter is
2: going to run this at Fear the Con? At Fear the Con nine ten whichever
0: the next Fear of the Con is, whatever it's called. I don't know. It's just not going to. All right. So I am going to actually try and find this, but Wayne. So is that what it is?
1: It's never quite lives up to what you want. That's exactly. I don't want to spend the time looking for it when I'm not going to find what I'm looking for because it's in my head. Right. And then when I find it, it's not what's in my head. So I nitpick everything that's wrong with it as I send it. It doesn't help me get into character here, but I know some people it does. Some people really like, and they love it when a GM asks for it. I
3: ask for it when I am a GM, because a, I don't sweat the small stuff. I don't obsess over the, the little details like that, but also to me, what the character looks like on a visual level is but one aspect of many different aspects of a character. And so I ask my players to provide that. The thing is, I don't demand it because it's outside of game homework, so to speak. And there are people who will show up to a game, be 100% invested in the game, and be great. And as soon as the game is over, they are not... I mean, it's not even in their mind. It's just a date on their calendar for the next time they come in. And they will never, ever do anything like that outside of the game. Pat is somebody like that. Pat is... I know Pat will never, for our current game, Pat will never give me a, a picture. Unless he listens to this, and then he'll take it as a personal affront. He won't and, listen to this. No, he won't. Dawn also will not give me a character, but for different reasons. It's the same reasons that you have, Wayne. Because it's not what her character's like. She spent hours scouring DeviantArt, scouring Google Image Search for her character. And she had two issues. One is that it's Wayne's issue. It's never what it is in her mind. Right. The second issue is that she is a woman playing a female. And it's sort of a, it's not steampunk, but it's Blades in the Dark. So it's, it's sort of like industrial punk sort of thing. And you do an image search of what she wants, it's it, all naked chicks. It's yeah. all yeah. sex pots. You know, right. It's all right. Even if they're wearing not sexy, revealing clothes, it's all bustiers and push up breasts. And she doesn't wear a
1: dress. And
3: so she gets real frustrated with the thing. I miss thing. City of
1: Heroes. I used mm-hmm. to go in for its character creator and create the character yeah. because it had enough details that I could get almost exactly what was in my mind on a character right take a screenshot and that was my and picture that was it. but i don't have that anymore
2: i'm an opt in kind of guy on this i'm with you and with dawn i mm. it's not my thing it's never right it's, yeah. it's it's never up to snuff but in the current 5th edition game i run Uh, the guy who plays a druid went out and found a picture and he's like, Oh, it's not perfect. So he found another picture. So like, this is my character, (laughs) but he doesn't have this weird mask or he does, but when he's not wearing it, here's a picture of his face without it on. And, you know, it was really cool for him to pass that around and for everybody to look at it, to get an idea. But for me, I think it was nice that he did it, but I didn't ask anybody. You know,
1: I know some people have this issue with minis that uh, if it doesn't have the right weapon, it bugs them. Yeah. Uh,
2: and and now see, that's where I will become obsessive and mm-hmm. I will go out and I will go through all my <laughs> spare miniature parts and I'll get the right body and the right weapon and I will do the conversion and try mm-hmm. to get it as close as I possibly can to have on the table.
1: And see but what I you want. You mentioned the uh, female character thing. That yeah. was the problem Sarah had yeah. when we were doing Pathfinder Society. She's oh, looking naked. for minis and all the minis are naked. Yeah. So thankfully, one of the booters actually, I paid them to put together and paint it. Mm-hmm. and his wife molded clothes onto the figure right. we found and, that's and kinda, like green stuff yeah he or... used green stuff and I it came to say, out really well that's really
3: sad not that you got people to do that for you i mean that's really that great. we had to that you have to i mean you know you want more women into the hobby having only the stuff that they interact with is all filled with nothing but naked women who are the sex objects. I mean, I I don't want to go total social justice warrior here, but women have money and they spend money. So maybe you should make some products for them. And
2: here's, here's what's ironic to me is that there are older Reaper is a big, Mm -hmm. big miniatures company that does a lot of miniatures for tabletop fantasy role-playing games, D and D pathfinder, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And there are a lot of older Reaper miniatures that are normal shaped well-dressed, fully-dressed female hmm. characters. But as gaming has expanded and more and more women are playing, <laughs> it seems like the availability of those figures is less yeah. and less. Well, but there are good figs out there. Well, you just sure. gotta, you've got to dig for them, dig unfortunately. For
1: them. Well, and I do yeah. know women players that love those type Absolutely. of uh, figures because they're like, if I'm going to play a female in a game, I'm going to be hot. Yeah, and you know what? There's, I don't have any problem with that. I'm not saying we
3: should... Melt down all half-naked right. female mentors. No, there should just why, be another
1: option. Yeah,
2: that's why all my characters have giant penises, <laughs>
3: huge, <laughs> huge. <laughs> I had one you, character. You got a
2: green stuff that wheel wheelbarrel Billy. I mean, he just wheelbarrel Billy. Oh, it was it was a huge disadvantage. That is so. Much, I mean, huge. <laughs> that is so much better than what's Chris's
3: one master nut three guy? ball master three ball. Yeah, not one, three. three. I would rather it play sounds with like a one piece character. <laughs> I would rather play with wheelbarrel Willie than master three balls. Master three balls. That's just creepy. Wheelbarrel Willie. Now that's funny. <laughs> huge disadvantage uh,
2: huge <laughs> now that's that's the next fear of the con game <laughs> huge
3: disadvantage but, but he's got great quads from wheeling that, that around you know what <laughs> we should start a fear of the boot
0: dating site and that's how people can like no the other person's also a booter is uh, if they say I have a huge disadvantage <laughs> and, and the you other know what? person's like oh yeah if oh, you need yeah. a person for
1: that picture cast Liam Neeson <laughs> <laughs> ah, he will that's ledge.
0: Alright, uh, all so for today's main topic, I want to talk about something that came up real recently while I've been playing through Witcher 3 again. Because I played through it once, got about maybe half, two-thirds of the way through. I'm not telling all the Gwent jokes again. No, that's fine. Okay.
1: Gwent is awesome. Thank you for not telling all of them again.
0: <laughs> but then I put it down because they were releasing a bunch of free add on content. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, oh, you know, I didn't like some of the choices I'd made, and... I want this extra content anyway, so I waited. Now I've come back and I'm playing it through again. And one of the things that's been leveled as an accusation against our hobby, tabletop gaming, and it's it's sister hobbies like video gaming, is that it desensitizes us to certain kinds of behavior. And I'm pleased to say that what research there is on it, which admittedly is not a whole lot, but what's out there actually says the reverse, that it actually firms the line in a healthy individual between fantasy and reality it actually makes people less likely to do
1: antisocial sorts of things of course i don't know the mentally healthy person is the person you're worried about no but...
0: no but i'm not sure really a role-playing game or a video game would be needed to put them over the <laughs> edge anyway i mean if it's not that it'll be something very true but probably were... sports i'll come back <laughs> forward to witcher and i promise i won't give any spoilers because witcher still within its first year of release so it's within our no spoiler zone but i want to rewind to a different video game and then I'm going to move back to Witcher. And that other video game was an Invid Invasion game, like Robotech. I don't remember the name of the game. but it sort it, of pl- Was it Robotech? <laughs> I, yes, but it had some subtitle. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was a game on the PlayStation 2. And in the game, you play two characters. And it's just kind of flipping perspective back and forth between them as you're part of the Resistance trying to get the Invid off of Earth. For anyone who knows Robotech, or for anyone who doesn't, The Invid are an alien species that invades the Earth, and they have these stages of evolution. They're working through a very rapid evolution, trying to reach higher and higher forms. And one of the last forms they reach, so it's only like a couple of these, is they start to look human. You find out about partway through the game that one of the two characters you're playing is an Invid and did not even know it. (gasps) Okay, but there's a scene... Where the other character you're playing, you get switched to that character. The expeditionary force has captured the first character. And there's a scene where you walk up to this person and put a gun to this alien's head. And it's just press R2. And when you press R2, you blow their head off. And that scene... you choose not to? No. Okay. The game forces you to do it. But that scene really stuck with me. Because of the fact, and you've been recreating it over and over <laughs> in your life. Well, it came up again in <laughs> Witcher because there was a similar scene. I won't explain what it was because it would be a huge spoiler. But there's a, a moment in the game where you can certainly come up with sufficient reasons to kill a particular character, but they really, all things considered, are not that bad. And you start to understand the choice you're faced with is not do I kill this person or not? It's do I murder this person or not? And let me be very clear about that term. Because all murder is killing, but not all killing is murder. You can have, at least within the general social consensus, and I realize people's views will vary on this, but the general social consensus is that there are justified reasons to take a life. It could be because uh, it's war, it could be because it's self defense, it could be because you're Just trying really drunk. Yeah, I mean, and it could I'm, be
1: because he farted in a closed in room <laughs> with the three of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's all kinds of reasons that yeah. a person might say. Now, sir, we're going to vary on this, and that's fine. But there's a lot of reasons people might say a killing is justified. And in a lot of video games and a lot of role-playing games, you do a whole lot of killing where you're taking lives, but it at least feels like there's a justification for it. But then there come these moments where you have somebody down on their knees, they're defenseless, They're harmless, but something about the situation drives you to the point of saying, I want to take this life. And all of a sudden, it comes very back front and center that what I'm faced with here is not a choice about killing. It's a choice about murder. And it's kind of weird because, Wayne, I know you and I have this in common where we project a lot of ourselves into our characters. And it really creeps me out when I'm playing a role-playing game or a video game and a scene like that comes up because i can't quite separate myself from my character and if i do that if i go too far down
1: that path my own character starts to disturb me to the point that i can't play the game all right now i'm playing a character that is the most evil character i've ever played because i wanted to really try that out but typically my characters all test drive
3: evil as it Yeah
1: <laughs> typically my characters all have that sense of Moral this strong conclusion. sense of morality of they will not kill Even if everyone else in the group kills, my characters typically don't, with the exception of fighting monsters. You know, I think I can
0: describe this scene from what you're in the abstract. This won't give any spoilers. There's a point where you're working with one army, and you are being sent to intercept a squad from another army that's going to do some bad things to a village. Okay, so what they're doing is it's an act of war, but it's not really a good thing. And you defeat these people. And then at the end, there's one guy who's wounded but still alive. He's begging for his life. He's been defeated. But if he goes home, he's going to be able to tell his army that this other army is operating in the area, what their forces are, and also tell them that you, the witcher, the main character, are working with them, which is really going to create some serious problems for your life and the people you care about. But this guy's still defenseless on
1: the ground, begging for his life. See, it sounds like honor. I want the yeah. game to give me an option at that point. I look at Mass Effect. Well, you have the option of kill or not kill. Okay, because like Mass Effect has one of those scenes where you end up with the choice of do I kill this person or do I try to talk them out of it? Right. And I really enjoyed that scene, and I've never killed the person. Well, one thing about Mass Effect though that's different, and this is, and I think this can play in role
0: playing games as well. Is Mass Effect is not a bleak game? There are parts of it that are bleak, but a Mass Effect. If you pick I want to talk the person down from it, there's a good chance you can actually succeed at that, assuming you've accumulated the right skills or enough Paragon points or whatever. In Witcher, the choice is much more bleak. You either kill this person, and like said, to me it felt like murder, or you let them go. But if you do, it is going to create repercussions that are going to take the lives, in all probability, of people you care about. See, for me as a gamer, that's the
2: distinction. The life that we're going to take or that we're considering taking, did we actually consider it? Because at a role-playing table where there's a group of you, you can discuss the consequences of letting this person go. You can discuss the ramifications of letting this person go. You can have debates about the morality of murdering this person and what that means for your character, what it means for, for your immortal soul, depending on your religiosity. That, to me, is interesting. But just putting him down like a dog and not thinking anything of it, that's disinteresting to
1: me. You know, and I can remember a few moments in games where we've had that everyone around the table talking about what to do with someone we've captured. And And then I just kill him. It is. (laughs) Man, that pisses people off. They get so (laughs) mad. That is true, because generally you won't have everyone on the same page. Right. Usually I'll be arguing not to kill. Chad will just do it while we're arguing. But in one case it's called expedience
0: (laughs) well and they do that in Witcher too, because there are choices where you have to make them and there's actually a bar draining you only have about 5 or 10 seconds to make the choice Chad's that bar yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I mean like in this situation I'm not good I'm not evil you're just inevitability
2: just in, yeah. yeah you you can't you can't let the guy go right you can't it's bad for you it's bad for the other army it's bad for the future of the operation that you're performing at that time but the question is do you take him as a pow can you do that do i have that as
1: an option yeah in an rpg game yeah. like a tabletop right. you do right and i in don't want to game. right don't
0: yes that is completely true and they don't give you that choice in which you're Because you are on the move too much, and the other army simply declines to do it. They say, Mm -hmm. we don't take prisoners. We either let them go or we kill them, and you're given a 50-50 choice. Now, yes, in a tabletop role-playing game, you could find another way. And that's one of the things I always believe in, is there's always another way Video games don't give that to you, because you have a much more
1: finite series of choices than you would have in a role-playing game. It's interesting, I know we talk about PC logic all the time, but it's interesting some of the logic that goes into these conversations. Because I remember a case in an Epoch of Rysos game you were running, Dan, where we had a group of people that we thought out, realized that they were murderers, and we had to decide what to do. One person wanted to just space them one was wanted to I don't remember <laughs> where you fell on this I just remember one person wanted to space them one wanted to just let him go one wanted to turn them over to the whatever the equivalent police was right one wanted to turn them over to the people that they had just wronged with the mindset of they'll kill him and then it's not blood on our hands and it's a human logic because people oh, yeah. do that it's just that you want them dead, but you don't want to be the one to do it. So yeah. You, you, you guys know, do it. This does not
0: come up too often on our show because we generally try to avoid these sorts of topics. But one of the things I talk about a lot in other settings, and I think it applies to this discussion, is humans are really, really good at explaining away our evils. I mean, we are incredibly good at justifying what we do. Well, we've got to be good at something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, everyone, if you look at the faults, the flaws... We have a reason why. We've got it figured out. You know, I think it's kind of cool because you have these opportunities of exploration. And, Broder, I think you were onto something earlier in saying that it's a sign of a good game that you care. You know, the fact that I have to stop and think about these choices in a video game or a role-playing game or whatever, the fact that it actually affects me says to me that a good story is being told because things start to feel... I mean, it's not—I mean, real in a blackleaf kind of way, but they start to feel real enough that I care about them. That there is a moral dimension to them, where these people become more than just purely imagined constructs or bags of experience and history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's lots of examples of this, both in Witcher and other games, where you know there have been decisions that have really—I don't want to say troubled me, like keep me up at night. And once mm. again, this is not some psychosis, but it's really been like, man. What would the right thing be to do here? And you certainly get that in a role-playing game as well. Brodo, when we were prepping this topic, you talked about how the casualness of these decisions well, bugs you.
2: So so here's what pisses me off. And my oldest, most tight-knit group of gamers always make fun of me because I try to empathize with the villain who is being wronged by the players, right? Like, this is all this guy's <laughs> trying to do, and and you're just oh, dicking him Hitler. at every turn, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, we can get to the Hitler thing because that was a fun observation earlier. But here's what bothers me. Is that this person is quote unquote evil? Whether they were raised that way or whether they were born that way, because they happen to have sharp teeth and green skin, they're evil. Therefore, it's okay for me to kick in the door to his house while he's asleep, cut his throat, and steal his shit, and I can do whatever it is that I want because that guy's
1: evil. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you oh, just—I love the extension of this, the, all of that, and then you get upset that the villain is angry with you right because i've seen that happen i don't understand why he's so upset yeah i I mean we only killed
2: his brother and took his brother's life fortune and put (laughs) his wife and his his sister in law and his nephews and nieces (laughs) on the street that's like this last game we played the crew it's
3: blades in the dark they're thieves and they got to do a score it was their first score it was amazing because they didn't kill anybody and they didn't set anything on fire. I was shocked, to be <laughs>
1: quite honest
3: with you. Anyway, they had to steal the wedding ring of this person. This person was not a good person. We're not talking Hitler. She wasn't killing babies or anything. But she was a blackmailer and, and she kind of had some goods on a couple of the crew members. So they didn't like her and that sort of thing. But she's not like murdering infants or anything like that. But she's not a good person. They steal the wedding ring. And they get because it's her dead husband's wedding ring and they get away with it. And then they turn it over, turn the wedding ring over to the people who hired them to do this score. And nobody knows it was them. Like I said, they were in and out like ghosts, right? Well, the character raises the alarm. She's powerful and influential. So she gets like the town guard is all up in arms and everybody's and everybody's searching and they're all and everything's going crazy. You know what the player response is? That bitch <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah.
1: Sure, slapgate. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I was having that exact <laughs> response watching <laughs> everyone. it's like this because they're our enemy, they have to be horrible. horrible. And there's no yeah. logic behind well, them. I, I and I love the, the conversation too. It's like you
3: said, you know, that people can do anything to justify evil. Well, they can also pre justify the evil. So again, this person She's a blackmailer, so she's not a nice person, but she isn't an evil incarnate. There are far worse people in this universe that they've even started dealing with, too. My character. Like your character. And so they're like, well, okay, we got hired to steal her husband's wedding ring. Her husband's dead. We got hired to steal her husband's wedding ring. Instead of asking, like, why? somebody's like well why does she still have that oh well because I
1: bet some magic charm that she uses to to like do her evil shit if or- you remember I actually made the suggestion of maybe she really loved her husband and these guys don't like her and they're trying to get back at her and, and everyone no, was totally shot down <clears throat> roundly the whole table was like no
3: she didn't love her husband she's too much of a bitch to love her <laughs> husband and it's just like
2: what, what the fuck Guys, I know. I know this is totally this is totally a tangent, <laughs> but that's another thing that drives me crazy. Yeah. Just because someone has E in their alignment right. doesn't mean that they can't understand camaraderie yeah. or love or friendship. Now, obviously, they're predisposed to making some bad choices, sure. but it doesn't mean they can't make good choices as if, well, Wayne, or have healthy relationships. She loved her husband these people
3: who had you steal her ring don't like her <laughs> but- shock
0: <laughs> no way no that can't be true because she's just such a so, bitch okay broder i think oversimplifying moral choice right is a predisposition of a lot of people in a lot of games not universally so is this something you've uniquely struggled with in your gaming groups is convincing them that there ought to be any kind... I mean, do they role-play and just not have a moral dimension, or do they not really role-play at all?
2: So, they role-play and have a moral dimension, yes. But, like everybody's life experience, my game experience has evolved over time. And I don't want to bore the audience with gaming stories, but I can oh, point... Oh, on, I just did. I, <laughs> I can point... No, 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 I wasn't a dig, I swear. Um, <laughs> I can point to situations where it just happened and the players were like, oh, ho-hum, kill, 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 kill. Ha-ha, bloodshed, yay, treasure. And then I can point to situations where, you know, like the Witcher discussion, where the party was like at odds with one another. And there was great consternation and debate and discussion. And at that point, the taking of the life isn't important to me. What's important to me was, wow, that was an amazing thing for me to sit and witness, right? But it bothers me, that there is there is this separation, and something that you would see as a slight in the real world is a capital offense in the
0: game world, and that <laughs> pisses me off. I, you know, I have noticed that that what it takes to get somebody across the line of I am prepared to kill them right does seem to be a very low bar to jump in a role playing <laughs> game. <laughs> like, you know, I think about yeah. this like in terms of real life. Let's let's look at this. All right, so let's say tonight, Carl and I are sleeping. Somebody breaks into the house with a weapon. Right. I don't I don't know what they intend to do. Right. I might be prepared to take a life. It's because, dark. You see a gun. And it's it's react. a hot situation. Yeah, right. It's yeah. hot, it's unfolding. It's but that's very different. You're the, not this, sitting there like, I
3: wonder how much XP I can get for this. <laughs> guy. Well, or let's say let's say there's somebody out Are there his boots magic
0: that starts blackmailing <laughs> Light me. Him up. Let's say somebody yeah. out there starts blackmailing sure. me. I call the cops and the cops have this person in cuffs. Mm-hmm and then I just walk out into the street, put a gun to the person's head, and kill them. Mm -hmm. We understand that's a very different kind of... A situation. In fact, you would even say, let's say there's somebody blackmailing me, and I go in the middle of the night with three of my buddies, and we do a shadow run on their house and <laughs> murk them in bed. See, see oh, this no, is, no, no, no! You're this missing
3: is the player why, logic
0: moment here. This so, is why people say role playing games are
3: bad. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> examples like that. No, you but are that's missing that's the my role playing. How messed
1: up it yet? That, that's yeah. what you're describing. Is no, 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 no. You are missing what would happen in a role playing game. Okay, in a role playing game. The blackmailer would call the police on you, have you arrested, and then you would come out and kill him for it. (laughs) Or, no, the other thing, the thief would come into your house, you would call the police on him, have him arrested, he would then be let out of jail and come after you to kill you because you had him arrested. (laughs) How dare you arrest him? Right. right. Because
0: he's the hero of the story. The only game I can think of, or the only type of game I think of, where I regularly dispose of life with that level of casualness, is any game where you're allowed to drive in an open world. Because (laughs) I have a really good actual driving record. Like... (laughs) But in a video game, you get Death Race 2000, you're like, whoa, Dude, there's 30 points,
2: 40 points. Yeah,
0: it's everybody's fair game. I mean, it doesn't matter. L.A. Noir, GTA, Batman. It doesn't, it does not matter. All I'm doing is driving over people you know, for the crime a, of being in, in the street. In Mad Max Fury Road, right, it's yeah. an
3: open world driving game. And there's all kind of bad guys about. There's war boys and all this sort of stuff, yeah. and they got cars and But there's also, populating the wasteland, are people who, uh, I wouldn't call them quest givers, but you go up to them and you talk to them and they're like, oh, see that camp over there? Here's how you can sneak in or something like that. But there's also groups of people who are wandering around and they don't have any water and you can give them water. And I really haven't figured out what you get out of that from a game standpoint, other than... Less water? Less water, yeah, I mean, that's it. (laughs) If you run over the innocent people in your car a message pops up that says you have saved
0: them from the horrors of the wasteland.
3: You mercy killed
0: them.
2: I'm like, what? You're
3: you're
0: driving around in a car called the
3: Kevorkian. I've got all this water, but I'm going to run them over
2: because who knows what's going to happen after I give them the water. But here's the distinction. In Fury Road, there is no consequence, right? There is no law enforcement. There Uh, are no no. friends or family that are going to come and hunt you down for the wrong that you have done. In the Shadowrun scenario or in the scenario where you shoot the guy in the street, the police take you away, right? Or they see you approaching the perp with your firearm, and they draw down on you. In the game world, there is no consequence for killing goblins other than there are more goblins. Players aren't
0: worried about police. Somebody made the observation recently, Uh, and I found... And in my games, they do. Somebody made an observation recently, and I have actually been subconsciously in agreement with this observation for years. I just never actually heard anyone say it, which is the more times you watch uh, The Dark Knight, the more you realize Joker's right. He makes a point when the he's Dark Knight a, returns. No, no, no. Dark, no. Dark Knight rises. No,
2: no, no. It was the just Dark Knight. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. The second yeah. movie oh, was the just, so, Dark just, just Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh. Wait, look oh, movie. We, oh, we can movie. spend another oh, fifteen minutes yeah, coming yeah. up with subtitles I, for that. I am sorry,
3: <laughs> seventy years of Batman. Yeah. I had to All right. kind of file the right one.
0: He makes the observation referring to humanity that he says they're only is some of the fact of they're only as good as society allows them to be. And let's look at the example we just talked about there with something like. Mad Max. Are we really only as decent, only as moral as law enforcement forces us to be? Is the fact that you could act without consequences that suddenly strip away? And I realize it's a much deeper conversation, and the answer will vary from it, person it gets to person. Really My answer mur- is no. It's, My answer it's is I'd hope not. Gets, I would certainly hope that's
3: not universally true. It gets really muddy though with Mad Max, because when you, when you look at Mad Max, not just Fury Road but the whole franchise... It's revenge, and he's the one getting revenge. So you say it's like, oh, well, I'm going to run over these guys, and nobody's ever going to come after me and get revenge or stop me. It's like, yeah, of course not, because you are the conduit of revenge. And revenge doesn't come to you,
1: you deliver the revenge to whoever yeah. needs it. People in the plot. are people. Some people in a world that doesn't have restraints will go over the top and become that. Other people will be just as moral and just as good in that same world, and it's individuals. part of it is how they were raised and what they came up with. but it's just people but i but I think for for me as a gamer, that was
2: the evolution right going going from the willy nilly killing to mm-hmm. the wow there is a consequence to my behavior that in this city, there is law enforcement that in this particular province, there are people of power See, I'd and I'd like influence. to go a
0: step beyond that to have role play. That's deep enough where it's not even about the consequence. It's about it's, this wrong. is wrong. Right. And I don't want to live as a person who would do that. Now, certainly your character can be an evil person and maybe they're okay with it. But I just mean, it seems like in a lot of games, The death is not even there for that kind of question to be posed. You know, can I live with myself after killing? Well, of course, it's stop talking to my XP, you know, the best
1: moment out of the moment. I keep going back to when I think about everything I love about gaming. One of them is during the my first campaign during the uh, the Skies of Glass game when pat when I a- grabbed your character's nuts and squeezed as hard as i could <laughs> for other reasons
2: and then but you no. gave him the ketchup bottle
1: you're like <laughs> <laughs> when pat's character uh, uh. killed somebody yeah. because he rolled really well yeah and the look on his face because it was an accident mm-hmm. and it, it did haunt his character mm-hmm. but it also haunted pat yeah, And seeing the look on his because face he, and seeing him struggle with it, because he didn't mean to do it. Because the characters
3: were made, all of them except mine, and, you know, oh, ha-ha, Chad kills people. But they had never taken a life before. and that yeah, Well, they wanted to be this adventure. To them, they wanted, okay, we're going to be mercenaries in this sort of wasteland, post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. thing. And it's going to be great, because it's going to be the grand adventure. And they don't get that
0: there are people out there who are going to well, try and, and kill them. Well, it was them, also the nature they, of the adversary in that right. situation of what you guys were dealing with was not these horrible killers. What you guys were dealing with was a handful of punk kids mm-hmm. that, I mean, they're just like the neighborhood bad boys. They go, they hang out, they get drunk. They would do whatever drugs are available in the wasteland. They probably bully some people and dad was the mayor. And so he covered for him and they got away with a lot of things. They shouldn't not good kids. But these are the type of guys that, if they lived to be 30, 40, would probably grow out of that, put that behind them and be wonderful people, except they didn't survive, or at least one of them didn't right. survive. I don't know what happened to the rest of them. But the point is that it was not these mono dimensionally evil characters. Someone say they were just punks. I mean, I'm not saying they were the nicest people in the world. So this game did not have alignments.
2: Nope. And it did not have a level based experience
0: system. No. Nope. Nope. Well he exploded I, into blood, not yeah. loot. <laughs> I think
2: that that's I mean, that's part of the answer for me is that in this world <laughs> don't reward horrific behavior. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's D D. It rewards that horrific behavior. Well, <laughs> I mean when you think about it, most role
3: playing games, what are they? Ninety percent combat rules. All the character, like how you interact with the world beyond role playing is through the mechanics of the game. When the only mechanics of the game or 90% of the mechanics of the game is killing or facilitating killing or the recovery from killing or being able to find the killing or to be able to help your friends do the killing. When you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And that's kind of I'm not saying that people are victims of this. But it's kind of the culture, and it's kind of what is you're so, pushed to. Chat
0: when we were setting up this topic, Brodor mm-hmm. made his point that he's kind of tired of that simplicity, that low mm-hmm. bar. You made the comment that you put the blame with the GL. Yeah. Explain that. I think that you guys have actually proved my
3: point repeatedly through your anecdotes. My point is that if you have
2: a group- ah, god damn it you're right
3: i know i am aren't i <laughs> <laughs> that's why i haven't been saying anything.
2: Ah, <laughs> you i mean, to I mean argue. i'm wrong most of the time but when <laughs> i'm forced to face it i really don't like it
3: so my point is is that brodo was saying and i say it too is that i get tired of people who just kill and kill and kill and kill and they they don't have any emotional connection to it it's just Bags of XP, or it's just something so casual, or there's no moral dimension to it. And when we were at dinner, we were talking about, or a few minutes ago, whatever. I don't know. It's time. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So when we were talking about this, the idea was is that it's the players. The players kill so casually, and it's no big deal to them. And they don't, you know, it's the players and I have a different view of it. It's not the players. I mean, it might be the players, you know, but really to me, it's the GM because the GM isn't making the bad guys interesting enough or deep enough or fully fleshed out enough. They
0: are not making the players care. What kind of stories do you tell? What kind of behaviors do you reward? I mean, and this is one I I can't get into because it'd be a huge spoiler, but the storyline in Witcher of the Bloody Baron. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, is that morally complicated, especially if you actually don't make a rush judgment, mm-hmm. and you really follow it through and try to hear all sides. It's so messed up, but the situation is thought-provoking. yeah. Because, and I don't know, I, I can't say a whole lot about it without either moralizing or without spoiling the game. But the, but the point is, when CD Projekt wrote that game, right. they wrote it in such a way that this situation was not simple. It was not yeah. easily resolved. There's not a clean cut way. And there was not kill these 20 people and the 21st will be fine.
3: Yeah. And in, in like the story of the bloody Baron, again, not to spoil it, you have this guy and he's the bloody Baron and there's this stuff going around. And on the surface of it, he's the bad guy. Maybe he needs to be put down because that's kind of what, what we do. But what they didn't do is they didn't fall into the trap of, Oh, he has hidden Good. You just don't know about it. When that hidden good is revealed, then you won't want to kill him. No, he doesn't really have hidden good. But what he does have is a well-rounded, very detailed, intricate, interesting character you care about. You may, you don't have to like him. But you care about it. And then the story that he is, he's part of with all the surrounding characters, those characters are, oh, God forbid, well thought out, very interesting, have their own motivations. And it's a complex, interwoven story involving multiple perspectives and interesting people. And then suddenly you realize that you can't judge them, or maybe not easily. Maybe you can, but you know, I don't like to judge people in real life. I don't like to judge people in real life because I understand that I don't know the whole story. And even if I did know the whole story, the story's way too complex. I'm not qualified for that. I'm not qualified to pass judgment on somebody to say everything they do is right or everything they do is wrong.
1: He doesn't understand the fun of judging.
3: Yeah, (laughs) apparently I don't. But (laughs) believe me, I I judge
0: some Wastelanders in uh, Mad Max. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's the only thing I liked about Dragon Age Inquisition. Whenever those two guards were standing next to the throne and it meant there was somebody to judge, I mean, I blocked out my night. I got my drink, I walked around the house, kind of shook it off, <laughs> loosened up a little bit. The phone would ring, and you're like, "Can't talk, judge it. Uh, yep. like...
3: <laughs> but you know, yeah, and like I said, I, I think that uh, I think you guys proved my point. Yeah. Because well, and I think you're absolutely right because you know if thank you
0: well, because and I, there are certainly some players mm-hmm. where they're, oh, not, well, they're, they're not they're inter- never going to care right. They're there never are people going who are care. never going to care. You can't do anything. But about that. as a game master, if you create a world where what they're fighting is just goblins Mm -hmm. then you can't get real upset when they
1: treat them like just goblins so they're deep goblins (laughs) (laughs) you know is it just me i find this more of a thing in fantasy settings than anywhere else i don't see it as much in a modern setting really i see it kind of the
3: reverse i think oh no, no you know why it's bad in a fantasy setting it's Monsters and that sort yeah, of yeah. thing, and then there's like that tends to be big bad. I think it's worse in modern settings because you don't have goblins. It's a person. No, it's cops? Top. Exactly. Where's yeah. when it happens? The but players I see it still don't care? Yeah. And you're
0: as a GM, I you're am like, completely with you. Do I have to call the SWAT fantasy on my characters? Or if you look at the at the run of fantasy that is yes <laughs> yes
3: it's bad.
0: If you look at the run of fantasy that is most common, it's stuff that ultimately. Descends in one version or another from Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at oh. least is heavily influenced by that sort of Who? thought. And it's a great story. But it's a story where at least some portion of good and evil is very mm-hmm. simply defined. Sure. That's what he was going That's for. one well, of the things sorry. that where I think it's actually easier in fantasy to deal with, because in fantasy, yes, some species may be a mix of alignments, mm-hmm. but Species sometimes
1: also tells you alignment. Yeah. You know what? I, if you did, run into an orc, there's some version of evil. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It happens prejudged. You know what I, I did. see this happen more often in fantasy games. It's obviously worse when it happens in a modern game, but I see it happen more in fantasy. games. You know games. what
3: I did in the game that Dawn Sky and I play? It's a fantasy game, and it's all kooky and that sort of thing. But Sky is playing the blacksmith,
2: big guy, the fighter. Story Cube game. This, yes, yeah.
3: and uh, you know he's really into that, and he has played video games so he knows you know you press a to bash and but i refused to have the foundation of his gaming be this what we're talking about so
0: you kill a goblin explodes into muffins
3: yeah exactly (laughs) and so i what i did is i set up the story of this very silly kingdom that they're in with this muffin-based economy that there was a terrible war and the war had just ended It had ended very recently, like like last year. And the kingdom that they were in had won. And there was peace throughout the land. And the king had become so troubled by all of the death of the war, he outlawed killing. You cannot kill. You cannot murder. These are the two main laws of the land. Now, Skye and his mother are armed to the teeth. And they have absolutely every ability to just rip goblins to shreds and rip people to shreds, but they can't because it's against the law.
0: Yeah. And there was a bit of, <laughs> advice, but,
2: but they can, <laughs> they just have to face the
0: consequences of breaking the law, but they won't because he's eight. And because that's the rule. Yeah. It's a fantasy kingdom. And yep. by fantasy here, I mean, more like fairy tale, right? right. And when the King of the mm-hmm. land says, absolutely. you can't murder, absolutely. you just can't do it. Yeah it's that's, absolutely that's the internal consistency that, of the setting it is total bullshit
3: because if we were playing this and i okay. laid that on you guys you would flip the table over
0: because it's total bs well or we just say you know what if we want to get killing yeah. back first thing we got to do it, is it's a <laughs> yeah. at, this point, <laughs> at this point at this point in my
2: life being 40 years old and having a lot of gaming under my belt you know what yeah. i would roll with it yeah. i really would yeah. I'd be like all right cool we can't kill but all, right. Kill. If, all if, right if, if, there, if this <laughs>
1: would be the first time where i'd sit there and think How can I game this system? (laughs) Yeah, The goblins follow the law. They don't kill
3: anybody.
0: Now they steal and they cause all kinds of problems. They don't
3: kill anybody.
0: The piece of advice that I would distill out of all this Mm. is as a game master, you got to understand, generally speaking, the players are going to be cooking with whatever ingredients you put on the table. And if you give them a world that has a really low level of depth, has a really low bar for good and evil and things like that, can't be shocked when that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, communicate to your players what it is you want. Be sure that's the behavior you reward. And even if it's not XP, you can still choose things like, do you put the spotlight on them? Do the cops show up?
2: I had a Shadowrun campaign Dude. end because of firefights with a cop. That it got like, you know, hey, one Lone Star Patrol car becomes an army of cops. Hey, I,
0: I got bitched out by my players. This was years back. This was a different gaming group. But the game ended with several of them going to jail.
1: Gotcha.
0: <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. Not dead. Not in some corporate print. Nope, per- getting goatseed. Yeah, just, There were several of them. In college getting loaded up into the wagon, <laughs> oh, and oh, these they're. are getting loaded up. <laughs> <laughs> and to uh, paraphrase, well, I can't even think of the comedian's name now. But paraphrase them, and that's the lesson: some motherfuckers just need to go to jail. <laughs> pretty much. So, <laughs> all right. Next time we'll come back to our wives We'll try to talk about something more positive than murder.
3: You got to tell the killer. <laughs> oh kill yeah, Hitler yeah, thing. yeah.
0: All right. So. One of the things that we observed about role-playing games is that people seem to justify their evil based upon the evil of the other person. So the more evil they are, then somehow the more evil I can be in return, not in terms of containment or anything like that, but specifically antagonistically evil, and it's somehow justified by their level of evil. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to take that line of thinking to its reductio ad absurdum, its reduction to absurdity, you take it all the way out to its conclusion – then Hitler was morally neutral because Hitler killed Hitler. That's right. <laughs> and so, therefore, at the end, it all kind of worked out to zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> point is, yeah. But that's, what about Ava Brom? Ava Brom killed Ava, Ava Brahm. You know, but she wasn't that bad of a person. So yeah. it's kind I of... I mean, she turned a blind eye, and yeah, that's all bad I mean, stuff, but like. she she was just, I mean, messed up in the head. I mean, but right. she wasn't, like, out there mass murdering. Mm-hmm. The point is it worked out, you know? <laughs> She was a lesser evil Nazis. It all worked it out all on the end because <laughs> Hitler killed himself because <laughs> Hitler oh killed Lord. Hitler. So the whole thing yeah. is a push. <laughs>
3: no, I do not
0: believe that. <laughs> That's the point. That's the reduction yeah. to absurdity. Yeah. That's the point of reductio ad absurdum is it's a process by which you follow an idea so far out. You see how ridiculous yeah. it truly is. And in a role playing gave us the same thing. Like, you know, I get that. Yes, if there's something evil and it's dangerous, you have to stop it or contain it or control it, and that might even include killing it. But when you've gone beyond that to, now I'm going to kill her family and steal their stuff and desecrate mm-hmm. their grave and on and on and on, it's kind of like, wait a minute, who's the bad guy here? Anyway, next time we'll get back to our firewags, we'll talk about our good things in gaming, we'll have a more upbeat episode. I bet we don't. Probably I- think this was very upbeat and yeah.
2: ended on a very positive note because Hitler killed Hitler yeah. Yeah. Hitler did kill Hitler thank it, god it, somebody had to I know
0: it ends with Hitler saving the day <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in have a great week and great games and we will catch you next time this has been a production of Fear the Boot copyright 2015 Listeners are free to use this show in any non-commercial endeavor as long as credit is provided to FearTheBoot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at FearTheBoot.com. Feartheboot Boot is also a member of the Pulp Gamer Media Network of Shows. You can find other great shows in this network at PulpGamer.com.